with Anna Zobel, illustrator and writer, whose junior fiction series Little Gem was released this year, two books so far. And Anna also illustrated Who's Your Real Mum, a picture book written by Melbourne author Bernadette Green. Little Gem is a beautiful junior fiction series about a witch who magics herself away from her, her school, her witch school, to a little seaside village where she's accepted pretty instantly as the new village witch, although she feels very out of her depth. Um, and Anna, you've built a really beautiful world. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank um, you. But I also wanted to talk to you about um, how you see, how you might introduce yourself as a writer, because I feel like I wrote this little intro for you, but mm. how do you think you would introduce yourself? Oh, I don't know. I found I find that so hard whenever I write an intro. I feel like it's always really self-deprecating. <laughs> um, I don't know how I'd introduce myself. I'd probably say I'm an emerging writer. Um, I would definitely use the word emerging um, and I would definitely say middle grade is where I sit really comfortably. So I'd in introduce myself as an emerging middle grade writer, I'd say. And how do you balance your illustrator and writer self? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like they're quite, they're quite different. And maybe because um, I illustrate like professionally more than I write, like I write a lot privately and then I think because I write more privately, it gives me a lot more sort of joy and um, maybe exhilaration as well. Whereas I feel like with my illustrating, it's maybe a little bit more procedural. It's a little bit more technical. So I feel like they're quite distinct. Oh, that's so interesting and not really what I expected you to say because I think really? the little gem series, it like it just comes together so beautifully. Um, oh, thank you. And the, yeah, and so the, the illustrations in it, along with the writing, just work so, so well. It actually reminded me a little bit of Millie Molly Mandy by Joyce oh Lancaster Brizzy. I loved those books so much when I was a kid. I think it's the village feel. but um, Yeah. And so, and so the, in that way, what, um, how did you get started with Little Gem and writing for yourself? Um, so I wrote a, a quite dreadful book um, a couple of years ago. It was like a um, historical fiction and I sent it to Penguin um, and a, a bunch of places. I didn't hear back, um, but, but I think it was eight months later, Penguin got in touch and they said um, that they liked my writing, but they didn't like the book. Um, and they'd seen this sketch I'd done. I actually, I think I sent them a postcard of Little Gem of the character that I'd drawn. And so it was almost um, a commission in a way. They said, can you use your writing skills to write like a lower middle grade um, book about this character and just see where you go? So um, it ended up being quite collaborative. Like Penguin saw the drafts really early on and um, really informed how the book was like ultimately shaped and how it came out um yeah you created such a beautiful world and that's what I really yeah. loved about Little Gem I mean I'm all here for characters that's my favorite mm. the character and place are my two favorite things I don't actually need a story <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> is, absolutely. and but saying that like the readership you're writing for with this younger middle grade junior fiction absolutely the story is so important and you need to be able to keep that reader reading and you did that really yes. beautifully but oh, um, thank you. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you came up with all those characters oh sure um so little gem um she already existed before I started writing the book and um she existed in the form of a zine so I used to make zines a few years ago 
and um, it was stocked at Sticky Institute and I'd sell it at like the festival of a photocopier and things like that. Um, so she's already quite fully formed as a character in my mind. Um, and then when Penguin asked me to start thinking about a book, um, I just would sit down with my sketchbook and just see what fell out and Ghost Henry is the other protagonist and um, initially he was just a sheet with holes for eyes he was just something that I started sketching I think my intention is always um, when I'm writing and illustrating is to amuse myself so I'd just be sort of sketching characters that I thought were funny or silly um, yeah and I just kept going until I had characters that resonated with me um, and the other factor was that um, when I was writing the book, I was teaching um, part-time. I was teaching grade four. And so I would actually discuss it with my students and some of them would have input and um, sort of help me think about outfits and um, characterizations. So that was really helpful too. I always think that teachers have an unfair advantage when they write for children, um, even just getting to observe how children mm -hmm. interact. Um, but then also having that wonderful, like, place to go and try out your ideas yeah absolutely yeah you just yeah you know if they fall completely flat and um that sense of joy that I felt in the book clearly comes from your joy in in experimenting and creating these characters um did you and in your conversations with Penguin like sort of think about what messages that you're writing like um or does that not matter my dad was my writing partner for this book. So um, I always like to have someone on board who's reading what I'm doing so that um, I can ask them questions about whether something's working or not. Um, my dad's English and he read lots of sort of English children's literature when he was growing up and read it to me as well. Um, so I think when we were writing it, we in, in terms of messaging, <laughs> Um, we're both quite anxious people and we were just thinking about um, how like an anxious character could overcome um, those hurdles of self-esteem and I think that's what um, we both brought to the book and what I think comes comes through in terms of messaging. Yeah and it's beautiful to watch little Jem be so unsure of how she can use her magic and mm. she's obviously worried about getting home um, but at the same time, she's arrived in this place where she's got a lot of freedom and she's mm. had a lot of people put a lot of trust in her um, and expect her to do great things. Um, I just think she's such an exquisite character. Are you, are you able to talk about whether there's going to be more Little Gem books? Um, I have sort of plotted out a few more, but I don't know yet um, about where we're going. So, But there's definitely <laughs> there's ideas turning around. I think... Um, perhaps um like it was to the benefit of the series maybe to not plan that intensively because um I feel like there's so many directions that I can go within the world that I kind of created um so yeah I just whenever I look back at it I get really excited and think what could happen or kids will say to me um they'll have questions I think oh that's a whole book the answer to that question is a whole book so yeah I would love to write more that's helpful to have those little prompts for yeah just <laughs> oh my god I'll just I'll just write that down um and I, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about your um illustration technique oh sure um I don't think that 
I'm like proficient in any particular technique. Like I'm not a master of any specific material, I don't think. Um, I think my predominant technique throughout like picture books and middle grade books and um, commissions is, is probably speed. I think it's always, um, it's always that toss up between um, having something that's like so technically proficient um, and well-crafted and something that's like energetic and lively um, and trying to marry those two things is quite difficult. So I always try to draw quite fast and not do too many drafts. Um, and I tend to color, no, I don't always color digitally, but yeah, any material that lends itself to, to speed is probably, <laughs> yeah, that would probably be my only technique, I would say. And so you start on paper with like a pen and pencil and? Yeah, yeah, I prefer to start with a pencil just for the fluidity of the, um, the material. Um, I find if I start with a pen, it's too precise. Although I like a big pen, like a big crystal is good. Um, but yeah, I would start with a pencil. Um, I have, <laughs> I've just been sketching characters here. So I just kind of start sketching with a pencil and try not to do it too many times. Um, but yeah, definitely, yeah, start with a pencil and just build it from there. Yeah. yeah. But you also colour digitally, you were saying. Before. Yeah, and just for the same reasons, just speed and... Um, I don't really know how to use watercolour or um, pastel or anything else. So I just like to be able to do things fast and make mistakes and um, sort of start all over again, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I always have trouble with an art. If it's a, an illustration is going to take more than a day for some reason, that's like a massive hurdle. I like to finish things. Yeah. I think when you're a creative person, you're often crippled and not putting trying to put words in your mouth perhaps it's just me by mm -hmm. wanting things to be right and perfect yes. um and uh, what I'm trying to learn is that just get it to 80 percent yeah <laughs> and just get it done and you can always come yeah. back to it and mm. do the 20 percent later if you want but having it done is important <laughs> having it done yeah is is very important I think I've always gone gone in the other way and that's why I started doing the like teaching the workshops is like I wanted a space for myself as well to experiment and fail and um and know that yeah I don't have to churn things out I can slow down and take my time um yeah but definitely that's coming from that same place of um wanting things to be perfect and wanting them to be perfect straight away <laughs> it's like no it can take a few days you can experiment you can be really playful um and then you'll get to where you need to be yeah that's amazing um and it, uh, I always think when I think about illustration especially right with picture books or your little gem series so you're drawing little gem multiple times throughout the book yeah having that yeah. consistency in her face in her body um is that something you just have to practice yeah it's hard um I think teaching the workshops has helped me figure out how to explain how that can happen um, I find the easiest way is like if you're designing a character is to break them down into really simple shapes. So little gem is easy to replicate because her head is a circle and her body is a triangle. So she's not, it's just quite easy to draw again and again. Um, but one method I used in little gem um, was I had life models for most of the characters and I took photos of them in poses. And um, if something was really tricky, I would even trace 
that that photo just to um, get it looking a bit more precise and plausible. But yeah, it's hard. That's a hard. That's a hard thing to do. Draw a character again and again. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm always so impressed. Um, and did you study art at, at university or? No, I um, when I finished high school, I I applied to get in. I think I wanted to do graphic design, and I I didn't get in. So I um I didn't draw for a couple of years after that actually. And then when I was studying teaching, I uh, we did we did um we, we were doing like a literacy class, and one of the teachers said, "Who's a writer? Put up your hand." And I was like, "Ah." Oh. I forgot how much I enjoyed that. So I started doing it again during my teaching course. And do you see yourself as illustrator first, writer second, or the other way around, do you think? Um, I would probably say both in equal measure, I hope. Yeah, and I'm, I'm also running workshops. So I think it's the trilogy of the illustrator, teacher, writer, probably. And will the workshops continue? Is that something you're hoping to, to do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really enjoy them. So I would mostly been working with children, but now, yeah, we're branching out into adult workshops, which has been really nice. Yeah. Can you talk um, at all in case people would like to join? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so there's a venue in West Footscray called Handmakers Factory, and I run these classes called Sip and Sketch. Um, but what we do is you can bring a drink along um, and we just do some warm up illustration exercises. Um, and then we do some tutored exercises and then sort of make an artwork in about 90 minutes. So the idea is to have fun and experiment and, and play and try new materials. But um, I try to scaffold it so that ultimately you make something that makes you feel successful. Yeah, absolutely. And having gone along to one of your Zoom classes, I can't wait to come along in person. <laughs> It was so meditative and beautiful. I really appreciate what you're doing. Oh, good. Thank you. Because I don't find it meditative drawing at all. So that's why I want to do the classes because it should be. It should be relaxing and fun. And so in terms of like how you approach your work and maybe, you know, planning the next books or next um, projects, I suppose there's the commissioned work that you've got on one hand. Yeah. Um, but in terms of your the work that you're going to create, how do you find that inspiration or those ideas? And... Um, I also wondered if that's changed. Um, I don't like to talk too much about the pandemic, but I yeah. think um, as creatives, I'm always interrogating what what's happening with me and mm. why I am or I'm not writing. So I wondered if the way you find inspiration has changed. Um, I think the only way it's changed is that instead of going to the library, I have to buy books. So I think my biggest source of inspiration is just reading really widely. Um, my studio space is in the city. And so for the past few years, I just go to the city library a couple of times a week and they have such an amazing collection um, of not just fiction and nonfiction, but manga and graphic novels and picture books. And um, so I just read really widely and it has been nice this year to actually buy things and annotate them more because normally I'm borrowing and um, photocopying and things, but yeah, I think when I'm making a new project, I like to, I don't know if there's a name, I, I, th I think I read someone called it like informed reading. So I'm writing um, like a kind of adventure mystery horror thing right now. Um, so I've been choosing deliberately to read <laughs> books that will influence my writing as I'm going. 
following and I will like make notes and annotate and things. That's probably my biggest source of uh, inspiration in illustrating and in writing. That's great. And so what have you been reading lately? Um, so to kind of inform the book that I've been writing, it's the mystery horror adventure thing. Um, I guess in terms of form, I've been reading Shirley Jackson um, and Octavia E. Butler and Diana Wynne-Jones as well, going back and reading those books that I really enjoyed when I was a kid. Um, and in terms of prose, just looking to, I just read Helen Garner's most recent um, collection of diaries, which I, I took so many notes from that, and um, Axiomatic by Maria Tamarkin as well. Um, just some amazing writing. So, yeah, that's what I've been reading. Um, and I, I meant to ask earlier, in terms of, the, with, like, with your work with Bernadette illustrating um, Who's Your Real Mum, how, how is that process different to when you're working on your own thing? Um, how is it different? I guess the only thing is, yeah, when I'm writing myself, like writing a book for myself, I, I already have an idea of the characters um, as I'm going. There's a bit more fusion, whereas um, the process when illustrating Bernadette's book was reading the text um, and then making lots of sketches. So perhaps actually um, maybe it's more creative illustrating for somebody else because you have to, you come up with more options and um, you do more character sketches and um, come up with more ideas for the visual narrative. Whereas when you're writing for yourself, you, you already probably have some limitations in mind. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, and I also think, with, like with Bernadette's book, um, there's this element of the fantastic because the main character, Elvie, is sort of inventing um, different stories about who her mums are. Um, and so you got to bring that to the story. Like it was in Bernadette's manuscript in an idea. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you invented that. And so... Yeah, the world was my oyster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, I could, like it was the scope was enormous like um there was no setting specified um I could do anything and that that was great um I received a grant last year to collaborate on a picture book with a new author and um our book we'll be working on it in the next year or two which is really exciting um but that was the first time I've collaborated with an author um and spoken to them at the same time um so Flora the author um she was able to um, describe possible settings for me um, and she's South Sudanese so she would tell me about cultural artifacts that could belong in those settings and um, we could have those conversations so that's been good too I don't think there's one perfect way to do it whether it's by yourself or collaborating or um, with when you're working with a publisher yeah yeah I mean it's, it's wonderful to get that it the chance to try all those different ways and see what maybe mm. works for you as you move forward in your career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for taking time to chat with me today. Um, I do want to mention that this episode is being supported by Squishy Mini Bookshop in Kyneton. Oh, yeah, beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful independent bookshop, um, an hour or two away from Melbourne. Um, you might know them from their story times um, that they've been putting online through lockdown and do in store um, when we can. Uh, I love Squishy Mini for this commitment to community and to fostering reading in their local community, as well as their commitment to um, social justice, um, which they it embody, it's embodied in everything that they do in that shop. 
Um, so very grateful to them for supporting this episode. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you, Squishy Mini. Thank you so much for having me.